That's the truth that you need right now today in your life. And that is the truth that everybody you know needs right now. There is hope. The Lord is not, uh, not you know, he, he's not surprised by any of this. And I know saying that you've probably already heard it, probably already thought it, but I want to reinforce that. I want to reinforce that by sharing with you that I got some great counsel yesterday just listening to a program that I was listening to, and the, the question was posed, uh, and it was all in, you know, it was all right here, lot, you know, what's going on 
concerning the virus, concerning the, the uh, you know, this is a global event that people are paying attention to. And it was being brought out that, you know, did not catch God by surprise, and God prepares his people for what they're about to go through. And so the question was posed, what has God been speaking to you about over these last few weeks leading up to this? And man, that was a great question that caused me to go back and look into my my prayer journal, my time with the Lord, the, the verses of Scripture that God had been putting in my heart. And the, even as a pastor, you know, how have I been preaching? What has been in my heart to preach and teach to our church over these last couple of months? And as I've looked back on that, you know, yesterday and even into this morning, boy, I can really see how God was preparing us for something that he knew was coming you know, we didn't know about it. I mean, think about two months ago. You'd never even heard of coronavirus. And in fact, when you first started hearing about it, everyone was cracking jokes uh, about it, and you know, which is sort of our tendency to do sometimes. And nobody's really doing a lot of that right now, I know, because we're, we're really paying attention to the seriousness of it. The more information we get, uh, and isn't that like us? The more information we get, the more we become... You know, we start thinking seriously about what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to respond, and yet God knows all things. He knows the end from the beginning, and uh, he understands. And so what has he been preparing your heart with over these last few days, weeks, months? And, um, you know, with that in mind, and, and, and I just shared with the church last night, we had a, we had a, a, a prayer meeting last night, and and frankly, uh, just to tell you, probably one of the uh, last opportunities for us to gather together in that fashion for a little bit of time because of what's going on. But, um, you know, we met last night. There was a few of us that came together, and we do that on Monday nights. And I shared with the church the passage of Scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And the Apostle Paul says in this one verse, verse 5, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This is a specific practice, Christian, that you can be doing right now, that you ought to be doing right now. And, you know, the thoughts that go through our minds during a time like this. Sometimes they're crazy thoughts. Sometimes they're, they're on the level of being silly thoughts. And sometimes they're very heavy and serious thoughts. You know, you may have thoughts of fear right now, and it depends on who you are. I know some people might be listening to this broadcast and say, Preacher, I don't have any fear. I'm not, you know, what's to be afraid of? And I understand that. But suppose, if you're listening, suppose you're in that demographic of people that are susceptible to sickness, this virus, susceptible to it being harmful. Or let's say this, suppose you're listening to the, somebody's listening to the broadcast who they themselves don't fall into that demographic, but someone they love very dearly falls into that demographic. And if someone you love very dearly is of the age and maybe of the physical condition that they could be susceptible to this, then you might have to contend with thoughts of fear, right? So it's not just about you and me and how we feel. I might not be worried about it myself, for myself, but I, I, I might have concerns for others. And, and when I have those thoughts come into my life, the Lord says, bring those thoughts into captivity. Just capture those things 
and bind those things and bring them into the obedience of Christ. We're told to do that. And I want to encourage you in that this morning. It could be thoughts of fear. It could be thoughts of failure. Like, who's failing? Did the government fail us? Did my doctor fail me? Did the preacher fail us? You know, those thoughts will come into your mind. And you've got to take those thoughts, bring them into captivity, arrest them. Don't let those things run wild and bring them into the obedience of Christ. Thoughts of frustration. Man, how am I going to be able to do this or go there? And we can't go eat at the fish, the fish house on Friday night this week because they're not open. And you can get frustrated. And I know in the moment we sit here and we say, well, that's silly. Don't be frustrated about those things. There's far more important things going on. But you know how it is. You know how we are. Over time, we kind of get acclimated. And when I say over time, I mean today you might be, uh, you know, Got you, it's, you've got it together, you're focused, you're praying for people, you're spiritually minded, but by Friday, when three or four days have gone by and you're saying, okay, okay, I really need to go out and get some fish, and you get frustrated because that's what our carnality does when it rises up in us. And so you have to bring those thoughts into the obedience of Christ. Bring them back. Bring them back. And, 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 and surrender them to him because... Who is Christ? Well, he is the unchangeable one. He is not changed. He is not affected. He is not altered by what's going on in the world today. Jesus Christ reigns supreme. He is the faithful one. He is the conquering Lord. And so we bring all those thoughts into the obedience of him. I, I practiced, I had to practice this this morning in my own life, my own prayer time. Lord, uh, I, I, I had to say to him, this thing that I'm thinking, this concern that I have, Lord, I'm bringing this back. I'm not letting that thought get away. I am not letting that thought dominate my mind. Lord, I surrender that to you, and I yield that to you. I yield that to you, Lord Jesus, to obedience to you, because you are in control. And then I think going along with that verse of Scripture Paul sort of comment, you know, they, we've always heard that statement, the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. Well, in Philippians chapter 4, I think Paul gives us great commentary on bringing these thoughts into the obedience of Christ. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 5 starts out like this, let your moderation be known unto all men. What does that mean? Your moderation, your control, your sound mind. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So let your soundness, your soundness, your trust, your faith be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Hey, God's right here. God's here. And we're, we're to display that. We're to demonstrate that, Christians, in our life right now. See, some of you are out at work right now, or you're on your way to work, or <clears throat> maybe you've got family that are struggling with this, or people that are, they need you to demonstrate your faith, your moderation, that you're not getting out of control, you're not being paralyzed by what's happening, you're not panicking by what's happening. And how does it work? Remember, we're talking about bringing every thought into the obedience of Christ. Verse 6, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, now listen to this. We're talking about thoughts. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, 
Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Well, what is that? That's what Paul said over in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. He said, bring it into the obedience of Christ. Bring every thought into the obedience of Christ. Well, what is true? What is honest? What is just? What is pure? What is lovely? What is of good report? What is virtuous? It's Jesus Christ. And we are to bring our thoughts back to him all day long. You say, preacher, how often should I do this? As often as is needed. As often as you can, come back to him. Come back to him. Bring your thoughts back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this is a practice that needs to be of all times in our life. And, and, and it's something that we should be doing on a regular basis, not just in a time of crisis, but, wow, this time really gives us the opportunity to, to develop this habit, doesn't it? I mean, the Bible has so much to say about meditating on the Lord. We should meditate on the Word of God. We should meditate on the works of God. But we should bring those thoughts into captivity, to the obedience of Christ. And then Paul closes that section, verse 9, with those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Isn't that a wonderful, wonderful promise and wonderful instruction this morning for each and every one of us, child of God? You know, I, I want to get another song here, but I'm so glad, I am so glad that the Lord is with us in our troubles, our trials, the difficulties of life. He is with you today. And uh, I've got a great song I want to play for you. It's being sung and played on the piano by Sister Carly Williams. And uh, she does a, a, a wonderful job with this. And I know you'll, you'll be blessed by it today. The title of it is, That Was Me. And I'm glad no matter what we go through, we can count on the Lord to be right there with us.
that was Miss Carly, Carly Williams, and uh, on the piano and singing. And what a wonderful song. It was me. You know, sometimes we go through things and we just don't maybe quite recognize him in the moment, but he is there. He's always there, and I praise the Lord for that today. Well, I want to uh, I want to share something else with you. Last week, uh, I had a message that I, I preached in the church, and then twice on mid-morning manna we replayed, or I, I brought that message, I brought those thoughts to you, and the idea behind it was, you know, how do we deal with trouble? How do we handle uh, when trouble comes in our life? And I knew, of course, at the time, we knew there was things going on with these virus and, and lots of stuff. But really, I mean, not knowing where we would be right now today or by even by the end of the week, but how fitting that message has been in my own heart. And, and by the way, when a preacher talks about uh, the message he preached and how helpful and how good it was, He's not talking about himself or him delivering it or his, you know, it's it's God's word. It's God's word to his people. And I emphasize that to you this morning. That's why you should be at your church. And if you're not able to have church right now because of what's going on, I'm sure your pastor is praying and he's seeking to bring a message to you. And I thank the Lord for the capabilities to come through the radio and broadcast but your pastor will have a message that God has given him for you, and we need that. And, and that's the thing. It's God's Word. And as I look at, I look at this, I see how God has uh, done something in our heart. But we talked about trouble and what to do when trouble comes or when crisis comes in our life. Well, here's the thing. I've, I've realized over the last 24 hours or so there was something missing in that. In other words, I've, I presented three thoughts multiple times last week about how to handle trouble when it comes. But I want to add something to that today on uh, the latter part of the broadcast. I want to give you something else that has come to my heart uh, in the last, you know, I don't know, 12 hours, whatever it's been uh, since I was thinking on these things. God is our source. That's important to remember. Child of God, he is your source, your source for everything that you need. And here's the thing about that. We need to receive from him. And right up front, I'm telling you, that's the piece that I add to the teaching that I've been doing. And I've been doing that teaching on how to handle trouble in your life. Well, uh, first of all, I would, I would change that today. And I would say this is how we should handle and address life in general. Because life brings all kinds of things to us. And it's not always problems. It's not always trouble. Sometimes it's just dullness. You know, sometimes it's just a feeling like I'm not achieving anything. Or sometimes it feels like maybe everybody's working. And whatever it may be that you're going through in life, I believe this is good, good teaching for how to just address life, handle life. And I've told you the number one thing, the first thing that, that you must do is realign your heart with God. Now, we brought this from David's situation that he had with uh, Shimei when, and when Absalom was taking over the kingdom from him, but David kept his heart aligned with God. And this was, this was years of experience in David's life that helped him uh, to come back to this. David understood what that song says, that, that, that as we look back through the years, the heartaches and tears, the Lord has never once let us down. 
And, and, and this is the purpose of prayer in your life, Christian. It is to realign your heart with God. It is to bring your thoughts, as we were talking about a few moments ago, back into union with God. And see, it helps us then to look at whatever it is that we're facing. We don't have to see it as just a problem. We can see it as providence. We can see the hand of God when we have realigned our heart with God. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me from all my fears. My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. This is what David says in Psalm 57 and verse 7. So he's realigning his heart with God so that the problems don't overwhelm him or the life doesn't overwhelm him, but he wants God to overwhelm overwhelm him. I believe David was practicing this thing of bringing every thought into the obedience of Christ. And then the second thing was release your troubles, release your your, your problems to God's care. Release whatever it is that you're going through into God's care. David chose that course of action in his life. And uh, because he was looking at things through, from a divine perspective, because he had realigned his heart with God, he understood what Peter tells us, that we can humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And I'm telling you, child of God, we try to carry way too much stuff in our heart. We try to carry our stuff. We try to carry somebody else's stuff. And all the while, the Father invites us to let all of that go. So release your trouble into God's care. And then the third thing that we've talked about is refuse to be defined by your problems. I look at that right now, and I look at it as a pastor and as a church, and I see what we've been asked to do as a as a society and as a community. We've been asked to help in trying to combat this virus, to do what we can to stop the spread of it and all that. I, I hear all that, and, and, and then I look at how that might affect our church. And, and, and I've got to say to myself, I've got to say to the Lord, as I've realigned my heart with him, I've got to say, Lord, I'm not going to be defined by this problem. Now, there may be some things that have to change. There may be some things we have to do differently for a little while as we pull together as a community. But that problem will not define us. We will continue to be uh, the McLeansville Baptist Church. We will continue to be the body of Christ. We will continue to be your servants, your ministers. We will continue to uh, serve by sending missionaries around the world, doing all the things. And we will continue to worship. We are not going to stop worshiping even if we have to be affected by what's going on. We're going to do what, what we must do. So don't, don't be defined by the problems. But then there was that last piece that I wanted to add. We must receive from God what he is offering. And that's what I, I, hadn't, I hadn't said that before, but I think it's so important to receive from God what he is offering. If we're going to ask God to take our cares, to take our burdens, then there's something very important that comes along with that. Jesus said in Matthew 11, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What is he offering you in return today? And I want you to think about that, child of God. What is he offering you in return today for the troubles, for the problems, for the cares of your life? Whatever it is that you're having to go through or face, and it might not be just a virus situation. It might be some other trouble in your life today. I promise you he loves you. I've got a song here by the Lamar family. You're going to enjoy this one.
Have a great day.